0: It's a hard decision personally because I do love my job, but I also, as I said from the stage yesterday, I feel very confident that RIFMA is in a great place. I have no hesitation that they'll continue to grow and do great things.
1: This is the FM Evolution Podcast. Brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. Bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution. Cannot believe it, but it's finally here. We are just about two weeks away from Rift by 2021. I'm excited because this is one of those shows that you get to go to and meet new people and catch up with old friends in the industry that we serve in facility um, maintenance and facility management. It's a great way for everyone to come together and share new ideas and learn some new stuff. And really it's all about what happens on this show with innovations and trends and cutting-edge technology—it's—it's it's so cool to be able to go to these events. Now, Rivma did a great job, and I feel like there's a little bit of luck. They did some great planning, and so it feels like it's been about five years since we went to a live event, and things are finally kind of loosened up, so we can have another live event. Now, Rivma had an event last year, and it was a pretty big deal. It was the outgoing, uh, the end of a era. Um, Tracy Thompson has uh, left the building, people, and we have a, a new CEO who started this year, and she's been doing fantastic. But I wanted to share Tracy's interview as we set up for this show that's coming up, and uh, kind of show you guys what is to come for the coming year here. So check it out; you're not going to miss this. It's a great interview. But before that, here's a word from our sponsor. CGP Maintenance and Construction Services Incorporated is not just a general contractor. They build, service, and maintain facilities while self-performing for some of the largest brands in the nation. With over 33 years in business, they've got what it takes to be the partner you deserve in today's fast-paced facility management marketplace. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution. Here at the 2020 RIFMA annual convention in Denver, Colorado. And we're wrapping up the day here, and I'm super excited to have the CEO, Tracy Thompson, on the show. Thank you for joining me. Oh, happy
0: to be here. It's nice to sit down for a little bit. So thanks for it inviting me of, in. It is.
1: <laughs> it is kind of nice. Uh, I think, kind of selfishly, I designed this booth to have as many seats as I could. <laughs> That's smart. So, You're smart. So I'm so excited to have you on. Um, this show has been absolutely amazing. You guys, honestly, the production value of this year, the best I've ever seen it. Thank you. The stage, the speakers, the workshops. Uh, I, I think everyone had an amazing uh, time. and uh, it, And... This is your 15th anniversary. It is. As well. It is. Uh, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about maybe your journey over the last 15 years.
0: Oh, gosh. That's a lot. So, yeah, I'll try, I'll try and uh, condense it down a little bit. But, um, you know, 15 years ago, we were um, just an idea from a group of restaurateurs and a vendor that brought them together to Say, why don't you all talk and share your problems with each other? Um, We were introduced at another conference as a a new association, and that was sort of how we found um, the people that were interested in in forming this little niche group of restaurateurs and and vendor suppliers that work with restaurateurs. And from that point on, it's been nothing but straight up. Um, yeah. There was really no other place where restaurant facility managers could find each other, just f- restaurants, and um, so they loved finding their people. Yeah, and, um, and you did. It, we did it, yeah, you and guys then did. just uh, vendors to be able to find those people all in one place. As you know, um, there's no place else where they all are. There are some shows that some of them go to, but there's not one show that they all go to. And we we became that very quickly. So. That's it's amazing.
1: Fit. You guys, who ever thought of doing the family tree Oh, today?
0: You know, that was Rob Walk's idea. he um, did a good job. And, and I do think he played off the theme of what we hear time and time again is when people come back for Riff Meets here, they say it's like a family it reunion. It is like a family reunion. And we hear that over and over again. And Rob just played on that theme. And so we had fun putting the faces in the branches because it, it spoke <coughs> to who we are.
1: I love that. I see so many people. And I, I'm i one of those people who are give and get so many hugs at this place. And I, and I do go, I go to a lot of other, um, shows and organizations and it's not like that.
0: We're huggers. What can we say? We're all huggers.
1: <laughs> we like to have fun. We do. We, we do. do. Um, gosh, with all that time, what do you think? And this is a hard, right to, but what do you think is the most memorable moment you've experienced in 15 years?
0: Wow. There, there have been a lot, yeah. um, I think, you know, some of our RIFMA gives, uh work weekends have been hugely impactful yeah. when you see all our members to come, come together. And when that started to grow really quickly, that the staff, we all just said, wow, we, we did this. And this is not what we get paid to do. This yeah. is not part of our mission statement. <laughs> it just happened. And so... You know, we're here to help facility managers become educated and find vendors. And all of a sudden, we're helping a soup kitchen serve more homeless people in their community. So that that struck a chord. I remember a moment in 2012 when we were having our conference in Las Vegas. And we were at the Mirage. And we had our opening party outside um, where the animal cages were. Oh, my gosh. And that was the first visual where I looked out and saw how we had grown over that past year and I just was like wow Whoa. look what we've become from 2004 to 2012 or 2005 was the yeah. first conference that that hit me that day I just remember a, a wow moment then so those were two that uh, I can think of
1: <coughs> man I cannot stop coughing
0: <laughs> oh, it
1: is it is, a it is it's dry <laughs> what do um, what do you expand on Riff McGuess we talked about it we did by the way And this year was great. How did you guys decide to start that?
0: It happened in two thousand probably nine. I had gone to a conference for the association industry and they were talking about community impact that associations can make. At that point, we were still pretty young and still trying to build our brand and, and be a known entity in our industry. Yeah. So I, I wasn't sure we were w- ready at that point, but we circled back to it a couple of years later and I said, I, I think now we have that brand awareness, we have loyal members and what else could we do to serve our members by bringing them together but then help them work on a common goal and so it just sort of came to us to to do nonprofit food service because we serve the the yeah. for profit food service inter- yeah. industry so it was a natural tie in so, 2011 was our first project, and, and we just went through the Yellow Pages and started calling charities, and they picked up the phone, and we said, can we come fix your soup kitchen? And they thought uh, it was what? a great call. <laughs> so, um, and and now it's grown to what you know it to be, but it, that's how it started, was just an idea, as most things are.
1: The past five years, some of the, the coolest things that I've done with RIFMA have been RIFMA Gets. Definitely. And... Seeing the changes in people's lives and and continuing to be a part of some of those give back projects, hands down, some of the coolest things. Yeah, it's and it's so great. I'm so glad you guys decided to do that because it impacts you. so many people's lives now. Thank it's incredible. What um, and this might be that, but what do you feel is your, your biggest accomplish- uh, accomplishment since you started?
0: Um. Dang. You know, I, I guess just seeing the continued growth and filling a need that was out there. I, I spoke to a, a first-time restaurant attendee yesterday, and it was after our opening general session, and he's from Boston Market, and he pulled me aside after the general session, and he just said, this is you know, my first time here. I've, I've heard about you. I've been wanting to join. And so I finally came and he said, coming out of that general session, I realized I am some part, now part of something greater than myself. And that really struck me. And I, and I think it was a combination of seeing his peers. And he's like, I'm part of this big network. I'm working day to day, just trying to keep my restaurants open. And <coughs> excuse me, now I'm <coughs> And... You know, getting those water heater calls on the Saturday night, but now I found my community. I found my people. So that that struck me.
1: That's an amazing story. To hear that kind of input is it's so validating.
0: Yeah, it really is, and that's um, that's why we do what we do is yeah. to is to help people find their community and. You know, I've talked to some exhibitors here, again, first-time exhibitors, that said, you know, I've heard about you all and just hadn't pulled the trigger yet. And now that we're here, now we get it. And, and, you know, we'll be back every year. So it's great to hear. Yeah, Yeah, that's
1: amazing. Um, Gosh, with all the years that you've been serving other people and really working with this organization... Um, what do you feel is your biggest influence in your life?
0: Um, you know, I, I have, there have been some great influences within RIFMA. Some of our former, you know, board chairs, Danny Coons, Jack McNurtney, um, Jack Kortecamp, Some some of our longtime members just being hugely supportive to me as. Early on, we just tried to figure this out. I had never run an association before. I was going kind of on my natural instincts of, of what was the right thing to do and how, yeah. to, how to serve people and, and be a human being while also trying to, to run and grow an organization. Um, and that's So they, they were very supportive and um, allowed me to kind of find my way. Um, I also have peers in the association industry that um, have helped me gain some of the the practical knowledge that mm. I needed as our staff grew and our resources grew and our conference grew. obviously, I had to to be out ahead of that. and so just some peers there. Um, I have a wonderful husband and and daughters that are um, supportive to me, and, and I saw proud them of on me. the
1: video today. <laughs> They're awesome.
0: Thank you. Your husband was they're, dancing. They're
1: that was great. Oh,
0: yeah. He's a mess. But um, so they're a huge influence on on giving me the freedom to, to do what I do. And I don't work normal hours. You know, cell phones keep you working early yes. in the morning to late at night. And for on sure. the weekends. But they're very proud of what this organization has become because they've watched it grow, too. So um, they've been a big influence as well.
1: That's amazing. Um, for sure, you guys have also an amazing team
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: computers you have an amazing team and I was wondering if you could maybe talk a little bit about your team
0: sure um well Debbie Kensel, who's our education director has been with us um for almost 13 years so she joined us in 2008 and um so she's been with me we we after I had a uh, home office and we had a Mr. Parcel PO box, oh my gosh! We moved into a 125 square foot office suite, and Debbie and I shared a single desk, oh my gosh. Uh, taking turns yeah. every other day working there. So she's been with us since the beginning, and she brought that education knowledge that I had never um, really had to deal with before. So she's been with us since almost the beginning.
1: Look, what we have here. And Mom, bring those oh, over. Water. How about that? Thank, Thank you so much. Goodness.
0: Uh okay. and then um, Heather Webb is our um, communications and publications guru, director communications and marketing and Heather is a an old soul. She is wise she beyond is. her years and she keeps things coming because marketing and communications touches every department. So she runs the magazine, she does our website, she does our social media. Um, she oversees all that. She's got Reagan Willis, who works with her, that now has developed a buzz council and is, is doing some, some more fun new things. And Ryan Bird as our, oh my our gosh, Ryan services person. And she just loves to talk to our members and provide the best customer service and always has a positive attitude. She's so
1: good. Yeah. And
0: um, Anna G. Saylor, who's our um, director of exhibits and strategic partnerships, took on that role about three years ago. And she's just helped keep this show growing and buzzing. And she used to be a, a vendor at our conference, and now right. yeah. she serves them. So she uh, she's just amazing. And um, Stacy Archibald is our uh, operations administrator. She only joined us two years ago, but she helps in every department. She's just one of those people that. She wants to find a solution sometimes before you even know you have a problem. She's 10 steps ahead. I of met you. her,
1: uh, I think, on Inventor Voice. Yes. She was helping out. Yes. She, she had it out. dialed. Yes. Like everything lined up and prepared. Yes. It was great. He's,
0: and then, of course, Jeff. And we joke about Jeff because oh, Jeff, Jeff was our first, um, Jeff. our first chairman of the board. He was yeah. with TGI Fridays and had been with them for for 15 years at the time. And he was the first chairman of the board. So he hired me. Um, and then it was just funny. Years later, I hired him. So it's all, it's all kind of come full circle. So it's a great staff. And I'm pretty sure I didn't forget anybody. I'm like going down the hall. In check, the office, check, going, check. Did I remember everybody? Yep, check. Uh, but we do have a great team. And uh, just they carry the, the rhythmic culture inside of them as well. It's not, it's not just me. It, no. it pulses through their veins as well. And uh, they're a huge part of, of why we are who we are.
1: You say, they can say if you have you can tell if the, if they have a great team and they have a great leader. Yes. So, um, I think you've had a huge influence in that.
0: Thank you. Thank
1: and there you. they are, well, definitely that, amazing. That, that's
0: very nice. I said yes, going. Oh wait, you were complimenting me. I didn't. Yeah, that's I, you. I, I, it took me a second, so I didn't mean yes, <laughs> like of course. I mean yes, they they.
1: But you're uh, you're you're correct. Well, yes. I am, yes. I
0: am very proud of, <laughs> of the team we have, and and we we all really enjoy working together. When you come on site. It is um, the, the great equalizer. Everybody has to just do whatever's needed. We all we all work hard, but we have a lot of fun together. And I'm just do. really proud of the work that we do together as a team.
1: <laughs> with, um, gosh, with so many so many attendees and so many now 15 years of shows, do you have any uh, favorite moments or memories of your vendors?
0: Oh, gosh. That's a lot. Well, you know, it's it's... So much fun seeing this hall, excuse me, grow like it is. I mean, our first exhibit hall, of course, there, there weren't these big,
1: yeah, you know, huge displays.
0: Displays, and you know, when people started bringing in the the big booths, you're like, oh you yeah, they're NRA show booths. And yeah, we're like, wow, we're big time now. Yeah. That, that's the that's it's the big, They use it NRA. <laughs> we're, we're big time now. So I, I can't remember what year that started happening, but but that was that was that was pretty cool. Um, there, there's there's so many. I don't know. Uh, it, it's fun for me to walk up and down the aisle, which I try and do as much as I can. Our, mm-hmm. our show's floor's gotten so big. I, I used to be able to go to every booth and tell them hi and shake their hand, and I wish I could still do that, but our floor's just gotten too big.
1: So I'm on Vendor Voice this year, and I started delivering out the thank yous. There's no way.
0: Yeah, there's— Like,
1: it's, it's it has tough. it takes the entire team to do that. It's tough. There's so many vendors. This
0: year, we have 92 sponsors. So even just wow. our board goes around, and we give a thank you to every sponsor, yeah. as you know. Just getting those out is tough. So, um, But I try and go up and down the aisles and say hi to as many people as I can. And it's it's a lot of fun just to hear the people that say thank you, and we're glad to be here. When you hear about someone in the back corner that just bought their booth a month month ago and the best show they ever had, that makes me happy. And so... It's, it's very rewarding because, again, this is why we do what we do. We want to bring people together. We want you all to find customers. We want our, our tours to find a new vendor yeah. partner. We want them all to learn. We want everybody to have a good time. So we when do. we see that happening, <laughs> we feel rewarded by it. So,
1: One of the things I wanted to, to cover today, and that came up earlier in the show, is your CAE.
0: Oh, I am. Yes.
1: I want you to tell me a little bit more about that.
0: Sure. So CAE stands for Certified Association Executive. So similar to our CRFP, Certified Restaurant Facilities Professional, um, the CAE is a designation that is um, awarded by the American Association of Society, American Society of Association Executives. And it is um, an exam. You can spend months to years preparing for it. It covers all sorts of modules from association law to marketing to membership. Uh, to disaster management, Mm. anything that an association executive might deal with. So um, we had to read best practices manuals. There's an association law book that's 2,000 pages. So there's a lot of preparation that went into it. And for years, I was afraid to take it because I didn't know that I wanted to know what I didn't know.
1: So I I thought if
0: I take that test, it'll just confirm that I really don't know what I'm doing and that I've been winging it and that someone's going to figure it out. So I I really (laughs) hesitated to take it. And then at some point I said, you know, I think even if I take it and fail, I will learn a whole lot in the process of studying for the exam. So I went into it with the idea that I'm going to go in to learn and take everything I can out of the learning process. And if I pass the exam, great. So I said that I felt that way until I was waiting (laughs) for the test results. Because this exam, you don't get an immediate result. They have to have psychometricians go through... And they look at every exam. There's a curve. They see what, if too many people get a question right, they throw it out. If too many people get it wrong, they throw it out. So it takes six weeks to get your results. And I kept waiting for my mailbox for and it to come. so nervous. And when it finally came, I literally felt nauseous. And then when I opened it and it said I got it, I felt like Sally Field at the Academy Awards when she said, you like me, you really like me. I was like, they say that I know what I'm doing. And it so it was so gratifying. And I, was, I couldn't believe how good it made me feel. And I felt like, oh, I can sit at the table of other association executives and they can look at me like, you have a right to be here now because you have this designation. So I I don't know if it means all that, but it it felt that way at the time. It meant that to uh, you. It meant that to me. And and as I said, I learned learned a lot uh, throughout the process that I didn't know, and it it was great. But it also said, maybe I kind of know what I'm doing okay. So
1: (laughs) I kind of felt the same way about the CRFB. So I I put that thing off for like a year, and I was like, I don't know why I'm waiting. I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I got so much heat from our CEO. He's like, you need to get this done. I'm like, all right, all right. I felt the same though. I'm like, I don't know. I don't you know, I don't know if I know all that stuff. Yeah. So I went through, I went with the modules and they were great. And and I, you know, I'm I consider myself to be kind of a smart person. So I'm like, oh, this is not that hard. And so I got like 80% on this on the pretest. I'm like, I'm good. I'm just good. So I got there. And they're like, you know, it's it's proctored, of course you get to stripped out, practically strips, aren't you? And uh, it, it, they go, yeah, three hours. I'm like, three hours. I do not need that long. Well, I need it every minute. And that test was hard, <laughs> <laughs> and it's tricky. And I'm like, I do not remember this stuff on the on the because st- they it's really the, about the content. Sure. Yeah. <coughs> I walked out, and I call from Debbie. Hey. I just want to let you know you passed.
0: <laughs> so I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy!" <laughs> I know, right?
1: And she's like, "Just barely."
0: <laughs> just barely, but that's so great for you as a vendor to take yeah, it because yeah. then your customers yeah. can see that you understand what they're exactly. going through. So I think it's great that you wanted to sit for it. And then yeah, congratulations! Thank, on, you. On Thank you.
1: that's awesome. I, that was, she's so funny. And I go, oh, well, thank you. She goes, oh, it's it's still a win. Yeah. (laughs) But she told you barely. (laughs) She did barely. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Uh, I'll tell everyone. I'm like, yeah. It was a hard test. Study. Yeah, study. So it was good. So I get get how you feel about that. All right. So this year, you announced your retirement. I did. And I wonder if you could talk about that process. Okay. And maybe what's next for you.
0: All right. Well... So I've kind of been thinking about it for a few years and um, just sort of that time in life for, for me and for my husband, who will be a few years past me doing that. Um, it was a hard decision, personally, because I do love my job and yeah. I love our team. But I also, as I said from the stage yesterday, I feel very confident that RIFMA is a Absolutely. great place, is in a great place. So I have no... Hesitation that they'll continue to grow and do great things. And the the whole team is so fully engaged and capable that we won't miss a beat. And I know they'll find somebody great that can take us to places we never even imagined we could go. And I'm really excited for that next stage for RIFMA. I think I was maybe the person, the right person at the right time and took us to where we are now. But it's going to take someone else to take us someplace next else. level else and yeah. um, so I'm excited and and change is hard and you know the staff I know is anxious as anyone might be when, sure. when change is coming that you didn't have any control of so I feel bad about that that my decision um, affects so many other people but we're going to be in great shape and I know that it'll continue just to grow and and blossom as it's been doing so I feel comfortable.
1: Tracy you left him um, with you with such strong leadership
0: Thank you, They're going to be great. Thank you, Sean.
1: You know, and um, I, I love Preston as your new uh, incoming president. Yes. He's uh, great. Board, board, uh, he's awesome. Yes. He's so much fun. And he's so calm.
0: He is. He's going he's to be, <laughs> excuse me, he's the perfect person for the role this year because yeah. there will be change. And he is so calm and methodical and thoughtful. And But then also... I guess this is a military thing. You make your decision, you do it, you move on. There's get, no, get, get you don't turn around and go, oh, was that the right thing? Do we think about it? So he, he'll be a great uh, a great leader for the time. And, uh, you know, things happen for a reason. And I think I think Preston was meant to be in this role this year. And so it's been good.
1: Well, we're going to wrap up. Yes. Good. And uh, I have one more question for you. I'd love to see what kind of advice that you would have for the incoming CEO.
0: Um... I would say embrace the past, because the past got us here. Yep. Um, Embrace the culture that exists, because that that is very important. But I also, I don't expect them to be Tracy 2.0. I want them to be themselves, and I trust our search committee to find a dynamic leader that will bring their own thing, their own style to the table. So I think it's it's lean into the past, but then be who you are and, and bring your brand um, and put your stamp on it to take us to that next level.
1: Great advice. Great advice. Thank you. I can't thank you enough Thanks, for being on the show. Thank you very and much. For, and for here. your leadership. And, and uh, I can't wait to, I want to stay in touch with you and see what happens with you okay. next. And I'm sure you'll have eyes on this show, even I outside. I Oh,
0: yeah. I'll, I'll be look- Now that we have started live streaming our general sessions, right? now I know I can watch those every year from home. So That's awesome.
1: <laughs> All right, Jersey, thank you so much again.
0: Thanks for having me. All right.